Good morning. Grace and peace to you. I'm going to start in John chapter 6 this morning. Sometimes we forget what Jesus said. Sometimes we never knew for sure what Jesus said. Sometimes some of the things Jesus said were, as we say, hard sayings, and we just try to ignore them. And in other times, it's the devil, like he did with Eve, says, did God really say? And we start to listen to the world, and so forth and so on, and uh, that, did Jesus really say that? And we get confused and troubled by what Jesus said or didn't say. So we're going to talk about this this morning to know for sure what Jesus said, how important that is. And some of the things we're going to mention here, as the lesson title suggests, some things Jesus never said. There's often some things that, that sit in our minds and in our hearts and at times pop up that we tend to think the opposite of what he really said. So John chapter 6 and 60, just to see how important it is that we really understand that what Jesus taught. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said this is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? Some of Jesus' teachings are difficult. But Jesus, conscious that his disciples grumbled at this, said to them, does this cause you to stumble? What then if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were and who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. And he was saying, for this reason I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So Jesus said to the twelve, You do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have words of eternal life. How important it is for us to know what Jesus said. Because his words are spirit and life. I was reflecting on that. It's the inner person that needs to guide us. And Mike mentioned the Holy Spirit in his prayer this morning. Too often we let the body drive us. The flesh, as Jesus said here, profits nothing. But it's the inner person that needs to be changed. The inner person that has the Holy Spirit. The inner person that has the wisdom that we receive from God that needs to make the decisions and drive our lives. 
He said, my words are spirit and they are life. And then Peter said, you have the words of eternal life. He said, you know, even though, you know, this was a difficult saying, we didn't have time to go through that whole text where he was talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Difficult sayings, yes, but we know he has the words of eternal life. And so we need to do our best to understand the difficult sayings, to accept the hard sayings, to live the way he asked us to live. So I'm going to look at some scriptures here. We're going to go to Matthew 16 to consider some of these and how some people misconstrue them. We forget. And we get into the, uh, the crux of life, if you will. And Jesus' words kind of melt away and we, we forget what he said. The first thought is this from Matthew 16. Jesus never said the road to glory would be easy. He never said that. But yet some people still look for an easy road. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? But what will a man give in exchange for his soul? And of course, the answer to those questions in that last verse is there's, there's nothing. You have nothing to offer God in exchange for your soul. Not you nor me. What Jesus says here sounds anything but easy, does it? And other places say it's not easy. And it won't be easy. To deny yourself, your own will, your own dreams, whatever that might hinder you from following the Lord completely, He's saying, you have to deny that. You have to give it up. You have to understand, and we all have to understand at times, that God has something else for us as Christians, and he may have something else for us as individual Christians. He says, I don't, I don't want you going over here and doing this work. I want you over here doing this work. God knows where we best can serve. And we have to let him lead us. Take up his cross where the self is crucified. We remember that from Galatians 2.20. We had a lesson on that not too long ago where Paul said what? I have been crucified with Christ. It is not I who live, but Christ lives in me. So we die with Christ, and he lives in us. We must have that willingness to sacrifice ourselves for the good of Christ, for the good of the church, for the good of one another. And then he says, follow me, live the righteous life. We kind of talked about this the last couple of lessons. 
being willing to help and serve and do good for others. Some Christians do seek for an easy road. They try to avoid the sacrifice, the self-denial, and the work, and they have a let-others-do-it attitude. Somebody else will take care of that. We have elders for that. We have a preacher for that. We have this this for that. This, This sister does that really well. She can do it. And we just kind of sit back and watch. Fear is their God. Ease is their God. Comfort is their God. Self is their God. They don't want to sacrifice for Jesus. And then there's still this idea held by some that if a person has a lot of trouble in life, then God isn't pleased with them. You ever hear that? Well, it could be that God is chastising a person. We read that especially in the book of Hebrews. But nevertheless, we understand that we're going to live godly in Christ. We'll suffer persecution. It's just going to come and the We need to have this cross, take the cross up and the self-denial. It's going to be a difficult life. One that uh, we can't anticipate everything that is going to happen. It's just not possible. We just have to trust the Lord. So what we do is put on the armor and keep pushing on, as Mike always talks about, moving forward. That's what we do. We persevere in Christ. And do what he asks us to do. This isn't to say that there won't be good times or things to enjoy or the blessings of what God gives us. This isn't to say that. But it's just to say we're going to be called at times to sacrifice and to give and to work hard. And we need to be ready for that. Second thought. Let's go to John chapter 14. Jesus never said, there are some things in life you're going to have to do alone, by yourself. Sometimes it feels that way, doesn't it? Sometimes we ask, where is God? It's like he's not there. The things keep happening left and right, and things are hard, and it's like, God, do you even see what's going on? Do you know what I'm struggling with here. John 14, 16. I will ask the Father, he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. If anything, Jesus knew, because he'd come and lived in the body and understood temptation, as we read about in Hebrews, he knew the the power of temptation. He was tempted in all points like we are yet without sin. So he knew, he knows we can't live this life by ourselves. He understood that, and that's why he makes this promise here in particular to the apostles, but, you know, that flows to us as we see later on in in the book of Acts in particular and the other letters. 
that the Holy Spirit has been given to us to dwell in us so he will be with us forever. As long as we are here, as long as people are on the earth, he's a gift to God's people. Some people take offense at this because they are fiercely independent. They want to do this on their own. They can fight the devil on their own, and they don't want to depend on God, and they don't want to go to God for help. And these are the people that ultimately will fail. We need to be thankful for the continuing presence of Christ in the Holy Spirit, the power that's available to us to conquer the temptations, to face the struggles and the problems. Let's go over to Ephesians. I think so many of us really do struggle with life do struggle with problems, do struggle with temptations. We are not totally doing the will of God because we feel the world pressing in on us. We don't uh, examine our gifts and put them to use because we're not tapping into this power. Listen to what Paul writes here, Ephesians 3.14. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, this is Paul's prayer for these Christians, grant you according to the riches of his glory, the riches would be beyond our imagination, and again, this is a prayer we can pray, and we need to pray it, not only for ourselves, but for others. According to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. I don't hear us praying that. That's important. That we are strengthened through his spirit with power in the inner person. That's what we need. To resist evil and to walk in the light. To walk in the spirit. To do the will of God. And that, that's part of a prayer that we should be saying. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That that's, goes right back to our reading there in John. He says, I won't leave you orphans, I'll come to you. The idea is that Christ will dwell in us through the Spirit of God. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. Love is such a key to living the Christian life. We understand the great commandments, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, etc. Love one another as I have loved you. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's foundational to being able to do what God wants us to do. To love him and one another. And so that's part of the prayer, that we can comprehend the love that Christ has for us so we can love others. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. There it is again, you see. 
we're wanting to do it ourselves. And God says, there's power working in you and there's power available. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This power is available. Use it. Use it. Pray this prayer. Ask God to guide you through the Spirit, to strengthen you in the inner person to do his will. Number three. Let's go to Luke 6. Jesus never said there were some people that you don't need to love. This is part of the not easy pathway we talked about a little bit ago. Some people just irk us, don't they? They rub us the wrong way. They get under our skin and whatever else you thought you want to use. And they just make it hard for us to love them. And sometimes we just turn away from them and say, I can't love you. I can't do right by you. But Jesus didn't leave us that door to walk through, did he? He did not. Luke 6, 27. But I say to you who hear, he, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. You've heard sermons on that. You, should, you know, the, the ear is connected to the mind. That's where the real hearing takes place. We know uh, every wife in here has been trying to get her husband's attention and he's watching the Army-Navy game, and uh, he's, he's focused in on that, and she says, Dear, now there might be something going on here, you know, that eardrum's going back and forth, and those little bones in that ear are moving, but is he hearing anything? Not a word. Not a word. Because the hearing really takes place in the brain. And when the brain is focused elsewhere, you... You don't hear other things. So, this is what we're talking about. Hearing. I say to you here, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Again, we're not saying this is easy. But this is part of that sacrifice. And that's just, this is where we need some of that power from the Spirit of God to do that. Those who are even seeking to do us harm. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Wow. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also. Whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from him either. Give to everyone who asks of you and whoever takes away what is yours. Do not demand it back. These are not easy sayings. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. That's the worldly way. Thank you for listening today. For more from Jeff Kent and the Shadyside Church of Christ, please go to our website at cofcshadyside.com. 
There you can access our entire library of Sunday Church lessons and Jeff's weekly blog. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Shadyside Church of Christ. Remember, all are welcome. Thanks again. Have a blessed week.